Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Rev here. Just a quick note before we get into this week's episode. We mentioned it last week on the intro, uh, but we are taking a break from the Monday night streams for, well, not the rest of this month. By the time you hear this, this month will be almost over. Uh, But for all of September as well, we're using the Monday nights to record additional content to cover a chunk of time when Kim is going to be gone in October. But we will be back for the Monday night streams in October, and I believe the plan is on Monday night to do some spooky games, because it's Halloween time. I don't know what that was. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, you start to go back through the news articles about these festivals, and I think you do start to notice a pattern that, oh yeah, missing person in the woods, last seen going to this festival, we're heading home, didn't make it home. Tass, the vision that you get as this light flares through your eyes is darkness and then a grin that is far too large as you are reaching out towards a light source in the darkness and then the sound of clamping teeth and withdrawing your hand and realizing where there were five digits there are only four (gasps) fucking what no Kim you get a vision of midnight you don't get to ask a question about it I think What you see in this vision of midnight, as you start to lay the cards out, you see the cards in your deck, um, you know, this kind of makeshift deck, you see the cards for the feast, the king, and there is this long table in this filthy, muddy room, but the table itself is beautiful and hand-carved, and there are all of these dishes all over the table. And inside of all of these dishes, you recognize parts of you and your team. I think we have parked and we're getting out of the car and this vision comes to me and I'm setting my cards out on the hood of the car and staring at them. And what you all see is I just get so pale and sick looking. Are you car sick? What's happening? Uh, no, no. And then I, I'm smelling just like the cooked meat in the air. I had a vision of a banquet table and we were in it, like not seated at the table, but in the food. We we were the food. It was us. It was all us. I feel like that triggers my vision that there's just a flash of mm. gold after she says this. And then I'm leaning back against the car, holding my hand. Oh, my God. What what was yours? A, a big big mouth, big teeth, big thing in the dark. Something tried to eat my damn hand off. 
Oh, God. Oh, God. Whatever this thing is, it is not our friend. Okay. Did you see what it was? No, I, I don't. I don't really know yet exactly how these manifest now. I don't know how much of that is like literally what I'm seeing. The last time this happened to me, I, I knew I was going to get hit, but I wasn't sure exactly how. So I'm not even sure that what I saw is what we're going to be dealing with. Okay. On the chance that it is what we're going to be dealing with, uh, it tried to try to bite you. You couldn't see it. Could you see? Could you see its teeth bite you? No, I just felt it. I feel like there was something like a like a light in a dark place that I was reaching out to. I was trying to figure out what was in there. Like an anglerfish? Uh, not. I mean, not exactly. I saw something in there. Like, is there any way for me to? focus in on what little I could see and see if I can make out any detail? Yeah, why don't you roll Investigate a Mystery to see if you can remember what those teeth looked like. Okay. Nope. That's a five. Oh, hun. Oh, man. And that levels me up. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to take? I think I'm feeling pretty jumpy about this whole situation. Like, I'm trying to calm down on what I feel like is a very bad situation all of a sudden. So I think I'm going to raise my cool. Mm, So I'm now at my max, plus three. Can I spend my point of luck to know when a moment presents itself that would appease a god? Because everything seems like it's really kind of going to shit right out the gate on this one. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and spend it. Done. And I think that as you were all standing around the car, you have seen those two vehicles parked on the road and standing next to the sheriff's car is someone you recognize sheriff jason hey sheriff he's in conversation with a a woman in her late 30s and he turns oh hey oh hey yeah oh hey what are you doing here oh man uh constable harlow if you excuse me for just a minute he walks over to your car i kind of wave at the constable as he walks away Seeing you all here, it gives me kind of a bad feeling about what's going on. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, a word kind of got out about the thing that we all dealt with together, and so now anytime a neighbor in town's got something that seems kind of weird, they ask me to come in and be an extra set of eyes. I'm like a C-grade Scolder and Mully. Mm, Mulder and Scully? There we go. You probably <laughs> don't get a lot of TV time out no. here. <laughs> so what did they send you out here for? Well... Constable Harlow called me because, well, just a bunch of the food went missing, and there's not a single set of footprints in sight. I mean, not enough that it's going to affect their business. It was a lot of the stuff that was unprepared, stuff that might be, you know, gotten to on Saturday night or Sunday, but locked building, cold storage, just gone. What kind of food was it? I'm I'm Megan, by the way. Oh, hi, nice to meet you. You, uh, I assume that you're both with these, these gents? Uh, yeah. Hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kim. How do you guys know each other? They helped me fight a, well, I don't know how to describe him other than a, a guy who had a mosquito head for a head and big <gasps> wings. and. A... Oh, that was you. Yeah. I've yeah. read about you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I haven't read anything, but yeah, they told me about it. It sounds scary. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago, but ever since then, we're, like I said, kind of got out that I had dealt with something weird and, well, I don't know if you all noticed, but. You know, when I was growing up, you know, weird things happen, and nobody believed them, and not many people saw them. It seems like the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, weird things have been increasing, like the frequency with which they're happening and the number of people seeing them and believing them. Yeah, that 
probably tracks. Well, this is great. We can work together. Do they also call you in to, like, deal with all the missing people around here? With all the what? We were doing some research on the way here. Seems like people in the surrounding area go missing pretty frequently. Oh, really? Specifically, out-of-towners that come to visit for the festival. When they leave, they don't make it home? Oh, so not, like, people, like, right around here, but, like, folk from maybe other states or other towns far away? Yeah, tourists. Oh. Which, to me, says one of a couple of things. Obviously, there's a lot of people coming into town, so there's just maybe that slim chance that it just happens to be those people that are the ones going, since there's a lot of them, or whoever's behind this knows the area, knows the people, and knows who to single out. How'd you find that? Like, people coming here and and leaving, and then they're, what, going missing, like, on their way home or something? Or they just don't make it home? Yeah, I mean, you know, if... This was the last place they were seen. Usually that's kind of noted. No, I haven't heard anything about that. I'll check with the constable about it, but she specifically brought me here to figure out why all the food went missing. How well do you know her? Oh, pretty well. She's been constable here for, gosh, 15 years. Have you been to this festival before? Like, not as like a job. Like, have you been just to go? Oh, sure. Uh, not the wild game one. I usually come in for, like, one of the, the pie festivals. Those are my favorite. Oh, nice. What's your pie of choice? Oh, you know, I'm, I've become a big fan of, like, a good strawberry rhubarb. That's a strong choice. Yeah. Because we know, like, a cobbler guy. We could get you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Does anything seem different about Sheriff Jason? Like, I momentarily got the impression that maybe he distrusts us or something, like... Does he seem like he knows more than he's letting on or like he's concealing anything from us? Uh, that's a good question. No, it seems like his response was a, oh, hey, look, a friendly face. Oh, hey, I remember what happened last time we were together. Oh, if you hear this probably is actually a thing. Yeah. Um, he does look a little more harried. He seems a little grayer at the temples. He walks a little slower and it kind of matches up with what he said of if people are constantly asking him to come in and be a second set of eyes on the strange things. You know, you've kind of encountered two kinds of people in the world when it comes to the supernatural. There are the people who instantly be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Let's deal with this. And there are people who are like, no, I, I refuse to see this. I think Sheriff Jason is one of the few in the middle that like he saw it, he believes it happened, but every time he goes out on one of these cases, he's going to try to convince himself that it's not something unusual mm -hmm. until it's impossible to to ignore the fact that it is something unusual. So he starts out as Scully and becomes Mulder as they go along. Yeah. Or in, <laughs> oh. in coin universe, Smolder and Scully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scolder and Mully. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's just, he's a sculptor. Yeah. He's a hybrid. Nice. But yeah, he doesn't seem like he's hiding anything from you. Okay. Well, what do you think the chances are you could help us take a look at the spot that all of this meat was stolen from? Oh, Sure. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Could we also get an introduction with the constable? Her name came up in our research on the way here, so I feel like it'd be best for us to have a good working relationship with her also. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Come on over. Uh, and he walks you over to Constable Harlow, and, and she looks up from a couple of pieces of paper that she's flipping through. Uh, constable Harlow, these are uh, well, some folks I worked with before. Uh, I know you kind of heard the story about uh, people who went missing and the mosquitoes and all that. These were the... Uh, well, these two gentlemen were part of the group that helped me out with it, and I believe these two uh, fine ladies are part of their or their team now. She smiles. Oh, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Well, what brings you all here? Are you here for the wild game? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think as she's talking, I can't help 
kind of kind of scrutinizing her her teeth, her mouth. <laughs> I think it's just automatic yeah. at this point for anyone I'm talking to in this whole town. If you guys are here, this is a problem, ain't it? We don't know anything for certain yet. We have reason to believe it might be. So yeah, we're here to look around, see if we can figure anything out. All right. Well, come on with me first. Uh, uh, I'll give you some stuff that lets you get into places around here. People won't bother you. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. And she leads you down the street to a, a little one-story building um, and takes you inside. And there's a couple of jail cells in there and a desk. And she rummages through her desk and she gives you all uh, essentially a deputy badge. It's a, a piece of identification that people will know, like, okay, you're here on official business. So, you know, treat you as if they were talking to her. I'm the law. Give <laughs> me some barbecue. I, I think I'm even mumbling to them as we get these like i'm not really used to this people just like yeah like here you go check it out like this is nice i think we just need to like carry ourselves with more authenticity more of the time i i sort of look down in shame as i have bugles on the tips of my fingers <laughs> <laughs> and you can't get the badge pinned on yeah. <laughs> yeah if there's anything that you all need just let me know i kind of as busy as a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I got all these folks here. And <laughs> I love these folksy aphorisms. Got all this stuff going missing, so I brought in uh, Sheriff Jason here to, to help out because I got my attention divided so many different ways, I can't really focus on any one thing. Happy to help you out with anything you think of. Do you have a list of, like, everybody who purchases tickets for this festival on a yearly basis or anything? Oh, no tickets. You come in and what you buy is the, the food stuff. Shoot. Okay. Yeah, there might be some, uh, like, Raffle ticket type tickets, you know, they just got a number on you rip them off if there's a long line at one of the places and they want to, you know, keep your order straight. So this meat that was stolen, who did it belong to exactly? Well, I mean, technically it belonged to the town. Some different folks donated it. There's a fellow by the name of Amon. He was one who was in charge of it. He's pretty heartbroken about it. He just moved here about a year and a half ago. He's a writer of some kind. Likes it up here because it's quiet. He's trying to get involved more with the town and... This is kind of the first job he took on, and all of a sudden this has gone missing, and it's got him real upset. I think he thinks people are going to be mad at him once word gets out. Are there any, like, banquet halls in town, like, with, like, real fancy, like, carved wood tables? No, gosh, no. Banquet hall. I mean, closest thing we got, one of the taverns, they got maybe three or four kind of longer tables you can push together. Okay. That doesn't track with what I saw in my vision, right, Rev? It doesn't, huh? Sure does not. Okay. Is there, uh... Anybody that runs the the festival side of things, like a little team of people or a person that, you know, kind of puts it all together. Yeah, uh, this year it's a lady named Brooke. She's kind of in charge of organizing everything, making a schedule and, uh, you know, deciding who could and couldn't sell things and at what time. And, you know, it's a a big community effort and no one does like that job because we do these festivals pretty often. It's really the only way we kind of get money into the town. Um, but yeah, this year, uh, for this one, it's Brooke. She's done it a couple times before, not this specific festival, but she's done a festival uh, or two in the past. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. If you're looking for Brooke, she'll probably be over just one street over. There's only five streets through here, but she'll be one over and there's a big old barbecue tent. And most likely she'll be near there. They've got a little like, uh, like a, a help stand set up. I want to like hand her the list of names of people that we know were last seen here. Mm. Like, do you recognize any of these names? I think she looks over them for a moment. No, should I? Well, all of these people haven't been seen since they attended and departed this festival, which is one of the things that we are here to look into. I think it might be best if you don't really mention 
any of this to any of the locals, anybody involved with it, it would make sense that it's somebody from the area who is responsible for these disappearances, considering it's only out-of-towners who go missing. Oh, like a lot of folks at once, or? No, just a, a couple every time one of these events comes up. Gosh, they gotta be pretty widespread for someone not to put this together before. She starts looking through the clippings that you've got, and it is, it's like, oh, here's someone from Virginia, and here's three people from West Virginia, but they're, you know, seven years apart, and there's a yeah. couple people from Indiana, and, like, it's very spread out, and I think you only notice that it is a intentionally spread out pattern if you were trying to go unnoticed. Yeah. In our research, have we determined how long these missing cases have been happening versus how long this festival has been happening? It seems like the frequency of it happening has ticked up in the last, say, 10 years. But you do find that, you know, the festival has been going on for at least 20 years. And as you have looked back, it was kind of sparse back then, maybe one person every three or four festivals. And it seems like it's slowly grown as the festivals have gone on. I want to also keep an eye on the constable as she looks over this list and is like, I'm giving details to her to see if it seems like she is on the level. Like, I'm inclined to trust her because it would seem weirder to me that a guilty person would call in a, the sheriff for an extra set of eyes. But, yeah. like, just in case. I mean, she certainly seems bothered by it. And I think you do notice that she bristles at the, like, oh, someone in your town is responsible for missing people. Because she didn't even know there were missing people to begin with. Yeah. And then, like, oh, it's probably one of you. But she doesn't let that simmer very long sure uh where can we find him on gosh last time i saw him he was kind of kicking around inside of the the deep freeze is that where all the meat went missing yeah uh crying in the walk-in cooler oh, we've man. been there been there um <laughs> my character hasn't coin kim, has <laughs> coin kim has never worked in a restaurant she's so rich <laughs> I think as players, <laughs> I, saw, I saw at least four of us nod our yeah. heads in solidarity. Yes. <laughs> um, Constable, do you know who originally pitched the idea of hosting these in the town? Gosh, uh, not off the top of my head. I'm sure you could go into the library, go through some of the old papers. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who started it. All right. Well, it seems like we've got a few promising leads here. Mm-hmm. What does everybody feel strongly about? I feel like maybe we could break up and cover a little bit of ground early as long as we're cautious. Uh, I would be interested in checking out where all the meat went missing. You know, I sometimes get a feel for seeing what might have happened. Yeah, I, I think I'd want to go with you on that. I, um, I know they said that they weren't tracks, but tracks aren't always footprints. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in the history of this, like... Who originally came up with this idea because they might be the person who benefits from it. But I don't feel like my skill set is best used in the library either. I feel like I would probably also be better off in the freezer with you guys. I mean, I'm probably going to do the best talking to people. You want to go track down either Brooke or Amon, see what you can learn off of them? Well, Amon's in the freezer. Oh, yeah. I can go track down Brooke first uh, and then maybe make my way back to the freezer to talk to Amon if you guys don't find anything or or do find anything. I think I like look at Kim and look at Tass, like look in a mirror. I'm like, no, maybe you should make the first impression on Amon too. <laughs> maybe, I mean, you're the one who talks the best. I feel like if we have to go chat with Amon, by the time you get to him, he might be burned. 
by us. <laughs> I'm so. so sorry. Is this is this a dig at me that I'm not aware of? This is a dig at all of us being less good at interacting than Megan is, I think. Well, I can read their minds, so that's just really my strongest. Also <laughs> so. Either way, I'm getting some jerky on the way. Oh, come on, honey, man. I don't know about what? that. You know, you know we're in a place where the meat might be a problem. Yeah, but I have this innate sense that if that I, I could have maybe somehow put it out into the world that it was like a strawberry festival and this problem would still be <laughs> happening. So you know what? <laughs> I'm going to get some goddamn deer jerky, okay? I think All I'm right. flirting with vegetarianism this week. <laughs> I'm going to keep a real weathered eye on Tass. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's all just head to the freezer then. So as Constable Harlow had mentioned, there's only five streets that kind of run through this town. Um, you were on the center of the main street, so street three essentially. And um, this one is at the edge of town over on street five. It's kind of towards the uh, the corner of the little square of this town. And it's a pretty large building, industrial, uh, especially compared to everything else that you've seen here. And you can see coolant tanks and stuff on the outside and there are a number of different doors but one of them is open and it seems like as you approach that this is the equivalent of like self-storage but large refrigerated units that you could rent one of these out um, and it is the one on the end uh, that is open and there is a man sitting down on the steps outside of it he has got dark skin and brown hair and a set of bifocals and he's just Sitting there with his hands clasped together, looking at the ground. I'll walk up to him. Uh, are you Amon? Yes. Hi, I'm Megan. Nice to meet you. Well, nice to meet you, Megan. We're all here investigating. Uh, Constable Harlow said that we could look around, trying to find out what happened to the meat that was stolen. Oh, yeah, sure. Just don't say that too loud. I think me and the constable might be the only people who know about it right now, and I would love for people in town not to know that I'd lost the meat for the second, maybe the third day on my first real job here in town. Right, right. Uh, okay, got it. Hopefully we'll find it uh, and it is still in a cooler and we'll be able to replace it and nobody needs to know anything. Oh God, that'd be great. Yeah, man. And like, hey, it's not your fault that somebody else did a bad thing, right? Yeah, that's true. But it sure seems like, well, you know, See for yourself. And he turns and, and gestures you in. As far as I know, there's only one key for that lock, and it was in my possession. We sure can't find any signs of breaking and entering. When did this go missing? It was gone this morning. Gotcha. Um, as they're talking, can I get down and inspect this lock to see if there's, I don't know, any scratches on it or anything that might indicate something was picked? Yeah, why don't you roll investigate a mystery? Okay. Nine. You get to hold one. What happened here? You do not see any indication that this was picked. There are no strange scratches or marks on it. But inside, as you're peering at the lock, you do see a little, like, shaving of something white. So it seems like something was carved to mimic the key and used in the lock. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I think I want to get, I don't know, a little stick or something and try to, like, get that out, that residue. Yeah. Y'all see this? Uh, and you're able to fish it out, and it's dense. Uh, it has the consistency of, like, a horn. Oh. Oh. Ooh, that's interesting. I was thinking this was like a, a soap key or something, but this is like some kind of keratin, like, I don't know, something off a claw or a horn or something. Okay, well, my, my friends are going to keep taking a look around here, see if they could find anything. Uh, I know you've already 
been over this with the constable, but can you just, you know, run me through what happened uh, from last time you saw the meat until you realized it was gone? Uh, and as he's telling this story, I want to try and use telepathy to see if he's thinking anything behind the words he's saying. Yeah, I don't think there's any rule necessary here. Um, he tells you that he collected the meat on Thursday from the different people who had donated it. He went down to the local tavern, had a couple drinks, came back, checked on it, made sure everything was locked up, went to bed, came back the next morning, unlocked it. It's empty. So what does it look like in this cold storage? It's exactly kind of what you're thinking of in the sense of a walk-in freezer. It's mm -hmm. like a stone floor, metal walls, metal ceiling, a bunch of shelves, a bunch of hooks, and a thermometer or a thermostat. Can someone give me a boost? I will. You're going to put yourself up on a hook like Dead by Daylight? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not particularly, but I would like to reach out and touch one of those hooks and see if I can force a vision. Yeah. Roll investigative mystery. That is an eight. All right. You get to hold one. I will ask the one I get for free. What happened here? In your vision, you see three people come in. They are wearing flannel shirts and jeans and burlap sacks over their heads. The burlap sacks look like animals. Two of them look like pigs. One of them looks like a wolf. They go over and they start taking the meat off and carrying it out. And then a fourth person comes in who's got a burlap sack on again that looks like a raven. And they take all the scuff marks off of the floor and close the door. Where did it go? You follow this group out of the building and they continue to the west out of town. They go down a small path and then up a rocky hill and then one of them nudges a boulder aside with their shoulder. It doesn't seem like they should be able to do that given their size, but they carry the meat in and that one comes back and rolls the boulder closed again. Like they have moved a rock out of the way of then in front of a door again. Okay, you can set me back down. Yep. Yeah, I saw who took the meat. Uh, it was four people. They were dressed in flannel and had burlap sack masks that looked like animals. There were two pigs, a wolf, and a raven. The pigs and the wolf took the meat, and then the raven cleaned up the crime scene. I swear to God, if some hillbilly bites my finger off, I will <laughs> never recover from this. But I saw where they took it. Okay, let's get out of here. Something to be aware of. I don't think what we're dealing with is strictly just some people in flannel and masks because where they stored the meat was this like cave thing. And I saw one of those guys push away a big boulder like it was freaking nothing. All right. Um, I'm going to go over to Amon again as, as he's talking with Megan and, and shake his hand. Hey, man, there's clear signs that these locks were picked think we have some stuff we can go look for you know this wasn't your fault okay all right so just just give me a big smile let's go on and i'm just i'm just looking at his mouth <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of gives a, a weary smile and i think he closes the door and locks it hopefully nobody runs out of anything they need today and then you're able to find the, the meat and bring it back and then no one will know it was missing hey is there like a hardware store in town yeah go get another padlock or something for this man just don't tell anybody don't let anyone know that you've switched it out if you're the only one with the key anyway go ahead and switch this uh, okay 
you know, just in case. I don't know how they did it, but if it was somebody that was able to sneak in and take your key and make a copy, that's one thing, you know. You never know. It could have happened that way, but it doesn't hurt. A couple bucks for a new lock, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, thanks. And he heads back into town. Okay, I mean, do we want to push right on where we saw those people go? Seems fairly direct, but we don't know exactly what we're dealing with yet. Yeah, I still think it's probably wise to talk to Brooke at all. I mean, if she's organizing the festival, I mean, there's a chance she was out late getting things set up. Maybe she saw something, whether it was people with weird masks or a group of four people wearing flannel. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if she might be in on it or not, but it would maybe at least be prudent to ask if she noticed anything odd. This guy's totally clean. He's just really worried about people finding out, but he didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. Kim, do you think you'd recognize like heights and builds off those people if you saw them? Uh, probably. Yeah. All right. I mean, just keep an eye out for it, I guess. If we happen to talk to anybody that you're like, that could have been one of them. Good okay. to know. Sure. Yeah, we'll tag team this. You check the height and build, I'll check the teeth. The mouths. Okay, good. <laughs> Maybe we should get you like a like a dentist coat. Like just go come in here and be like offering free exams. <laughs> we'll set you up with a booth. And they all that's, just come to you. That's exactly how he gets his finger near someone's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really know what the teeth look like, so this is not helping anybody. It's a it's a floss booth for when you get the meat stuck in your teeth. Oh, uh, that is oh, that's that'd floss. be helpful, yeah. right? I'm I'm Doctor Acula, <laughs> offering free floss for those barbecue teeth. I honestly I'm surprised that that isn't a staple at more uh like barbecue festivals like just a place that they have a bunch of floss that would be so nice uh let's open a, like a food truck let's make that our gimmick <laughs> let's get rich off that. toothpicks and dental floss i love this and then a bucket of meat chum <laughs> <laughs> for afterwards <laughs> for later like in a bar where they have like camel piss there's like this is all the leftovers of other drinks yeah oh. you get one piece of chislic and that's it <laughs> just, it's all the old meat and they just put barbecue sauce in it and stir it oh, alright let's go talk to Brooke <laughs> Brooke's just him again <laughs> we can't avoid him we can't get away from this we gotta get away from Russ we, let's go talk to his NPC we walk up to Brooke and she's mid conversation about this very thing with she's some like, other NPC and then we put all the trunks of meat in one pile pour yeah. barbecue sauce on the top I, I think this is a great way to maximize profits <laughs> and I call these the sloppiest Joes. <laughs> Bring get Harvey. <laughs> we need HR in here. Uh, but yeah, good call. I think Brooke is good next stop. All right, so you head back into town. Uh, Brooke is over on Street Number Two. That is where the big barbecue tent is, and there is a smaller tent next to that that has like a you know ask questions here kind of thing. Uh, and you see two women sitting behind. Uh, a table there kind of chatting with each other and they both look up as you approach. I'm keeping an eye on Tass. Has there been any adverse effects from him eating the jerky thus far? There have not. Okay, because the barbecue smells really good and I think I want some. (laughs) (laughs) God! I'm going to go get some and I'm just going to kind of like keep an ear and an eye on the Uh adjacent tent. Like, you know, I'm not with them exactly, but I'm, I'm spying, but also I'm getting barbecue. Yeah, I was able to build essentially your vision of the Willy Wonka factory. Like I knew how to, <laughs> how to trap you all. <laughs> we, we are susceptible to this. <laughs> uh, I'll walk up to the booth. Hi, is Brooke here? Oh yes, that's me. Hi, Brooke, I'm Megan. Oh, hi, Megan, how are you? I'm good. Um, is this your first time at the festival? 
Yes, yes, it is actually. Right. Would you like to buy some tickets? The uh, tickets can be redeemed at any of the booths for any number of food items. Uh, yes, yes, I would actually. How many would you like? I'll take. Uh, I lay a hundred dollars down. <laughs> yeah, she gives you a bunch of tickets. She just gives you a roll of tickets. Yeah. Well, these are good for all all weekend. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you this: since you're such a big spender, if you do end up not using all of them, you can come back. And you can use them at a future festival, but at a, a rate of, of two to one. Oh. To make sure the city doesn't lose money. But we also don't want people to walk away with tickets that they can't use. So you can still redeem them, but it'll be at a lesser value. Oh, it's it's going to get spent. Uh, am I am I able to overhear this conversation from where I am in the barbecue line? Yes. Okay, I'm realizing I don't have tickets, so I'm trying to... like. Get Tass's attention to bring me some <laughs> I, of the I tickets. I was already on the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but don't don't let on that we know each other. But like, come on, give, hand, give me some tickets. I'm gonna need about forty dollars worth. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Almost half of what he <laughs> yeah. got in tickets. Well, forty for me, forty for Jake, ten each for you. Yeah. Excuse me. Hey, you're the ones time. all uh, cautious about the meat. Yeah, here. and okay. as soon as we figure it out and, <laughs> yeah. and make sure that it's not people. I'm gonna go into a food coma. Well, it's because most of the vegetables are like half a ticket, so you'll get way <laughs> more stuff yeah. with those ten tickets than they'll get for their forty. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting just vegetables. I'm coming back for the barbecue. I'm I coming see. back for the t- turkey legs. I'm not like, getting vegetables, but I'm all in on some like mashed potato macaroni and cheese situation. Oh, all sides, okay. just yeah. a sides party. Yeah, yeah. Corn girl, on the cob, girl Sign dinner, just. <laughs> girl, yeah. I'm all about all sides. Yeah. Uh, so we're working with Constable Harlow here. Um, just some extra, you know, security. Oh, is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, everything's uh fine. I just uh was wondering if you could answer a couple questions. Oh, sure. Oh, Constable Harlow just taking out like extra precautions. Bless her heart. Yes, and she said that you are running things. That's uh, this right. Festival. Yes. Great. Well, uh, I was just wondering, uh, what were you doing, say, like last night? Well, what do you mean? Like, what uh, What were we setting up? Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of time last night just setting up the remainder of the tents. Uh, everything seemed like weather-wise it was going to be okay, so we didn't have to get up early in the morning and set them up. So it was a lot of setting up the tents, making sure everybody had the power they needed or the gas delivered uh, in the canisters, depending on what it was they were going to be making. Uh, I was going through the tickets, and I was looking through the till to make sure we had... Uh, you know, cash and, you know, I was actually, I tested the Wi-Fi to make sure because, you know, a lot of people that come in, all they got is cards. Right. And so we got a, yep. you know, everybody's got a little scanner now. That was something new that we added this year. Great. Uh, so we got to make sure that the, that the, that the Wi-Fi is strong so people can pay with their chips. Definitely. And so I was doing that. I did a speed test on my phone to see how fast the internet was going. Oh, how, how <laughs> fast was it? It was like a, like 15 I think, that's, which was definitely fast good. enough to like, yeah. Great. Do you see anything uh uh weird? Like what? Uh, like anyone walking around that maybe shouldn't have been out at that hour? Oh no, I don't believe so. Okay, just uh, there there were some uh reports of maybe some some vandalism, some group of people. Was someone around. vandalized the town? Uh, yeah. Where? Yeah. I I don't know exactly. We didn't get that much detail. Well, just... I have not heard anything about this time. Well, was it spray paint? The kids spray paint? Well, we're trying to we're trying to keep it we're trying to keep it kind of under the radar. We you know we well, don't want people I worried. Mean, this is a small town. People I know. would have seen it. Uh, if it that's what that's why I'm asking if anybody like well because no. some, somebody reported it to the constable. So uh, oh. you know, and did, did she go out and get it all cleaned up before the morning? 
Yeah. Bless her heart. Yeah. So just just double check in to see if maybe, you know, since you're running things here and uh, kind of in charge of a lot of things, we thought you might have been out and about uh, and able to see something. No. And I, you know, I, I'll tell you with all of the, the meat cooking and like the side preps and stuff, I'd have smelled spray paint. Mm-hmm. So it had been a strong if they if someone was doing like a Banksy, I'd have smelled it. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Um, yeah. Is there any sort of like costume parade or like pageant or anything that happens with this festival? Because I thought that I saw some people going around with like cool masks on that look like animals. Have you is that is that something that you're doing? Have you seen those people? No. Well, we will have tomorrow. Uh, we'll have the the Hunters Festival. Uh, well, people will show up like dressed as their their best hunter and uh, the winner will get a, a free um Oh, what is it this year? And she turns to the woman next to her. Oh, I believe that the thing for this year is a, a free unlimited sides for the rest of the weekend. <gasps> oh, shit. I love oh. unlimited sides. What do we have to dress as? It's just a hunter. And it, you can interpret that however you like. If it's like, oh, this is my camo. Or, oh, here I am. I'm Athena. Or, um, you know, I'm Hunter Biden. Just your best <laughs> hunter. <laughs> Just your favorite hunter. There goes Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> uh, I pull out my crossbow and I look at Kim. I'm entering this contest. Yeah, for sure. Real, real quick, uh, they have something over here called barbecue mashed potato on the cob. Do you guys want one? Yes. Okay. No, no, not yet. Damn it, Tass. Not yet. You almost got not me. Not yet. Okay, Kim. Is there meat in it? No. Oh, then yes. You promise? Yeah, it's literally just like, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure the, con- the the method of conveyance, but I'm getting one. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking right at it. I can't understand how it's been created. It's eldritch. Tass goes back and uh, about half a dozen angry people yell at him for trying to cut in line. <laughs> <laughs> and they make him go to the back. All right, all right. Uh, can I use telepathy and see if she's trying to hide anything? Sure. It's just telling all, all this. I've heard two folksy bless her hearts out of this lady, and I don't yeah, trust and it's it all like, are they? I know what that means. Are they genuine or passive aggressive? Um. Yeah, so I think that you open up your mind to hers, trying to get a sense of some surface-level thoughts. And I think the only thing you pick up on is she is frustrated that Constable Harlow didn't tell her about, like, an, an issue, especially on, like, the first day. Like, oh, there's there was a presentation of the town. There was some kind of vandalism. Why wasn't I informed? Hopefully it's cleaned up. Um, and... Her mind actually shifts a bit, thinking that maybe Constable Harlow did try to tell her, but that Hazel has seemed to be a little off her game the last couple of days, and so maybe that Hazel, like, got the message and forgot to relay it. And so you get the sense of her, like, trying to look to the woman next to her to see if that woman has, like, a guilty look on her face or looks ashamed or anything. Hmm. I think I just say, uh, well... I mean, I guess that makes sense because, you know, like like I said, the constable got it cleaned up right away and uh, she let us know that you were the person to talk to if if anything was going on, you would have you would have caught it. And I mean, look at this place. You've obviously you obviously got a good handle on everything oh. here. Well, this isn't my first rodeo. Right. She said you've you've done this uh, before. So, uh, you know, it's nothing to worry about because it's all taken care of. Uh, so we're going to go enjoy the festival. And if you do notice anything weird or anything that might be uh, disruptive to the rest of the festival, please just uh, come let us know. Uh, we're kind of the 
helping hand here for Constable Harlow, just uh, so she doesn't have to carry everything on her shoulders. And she wants this to, you know, be the safest for everybody here. So my, she must be expecting quite a turnout if she thought we needed extra hands. I wonder if I should. Well, we just happened. We just happened to be coming, and she asked if we would be willing to just be an extra set of eyes. Oh, I see. So yeah. you weren't like sent for. She didn't like call you. No, 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 I no. See, I see. I saw that sheriff's car pull up, so I thought maybe she was bringing in some extra hands. Well, you know, sher- sheriffs like barbecue too. <laughs> I think she gives you a very strange look. <laughs> okay. Uh. Well. Bye. It's nice to meet you. We'll see you around. Bye. Uh. And I want to just like move to the other side of the tent, like. So we're still, like, we could maybe overhear them, uh-huh. uh, but we're not in eyesight <laughs> yeah. anymore. You move around the tent and you hear, well, that was strange. That girl was very chatty and all of a sudden she just got real weird. She must be up to something, bless her heart. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I use telepathy on Hazel? You can. Why don't you roll investigate a mystery? I'll do. Ten. All right, you get a hold, too. Uh, let's go with... What happened here? I know that Brooke was thinking Hazel has been off her game. Uh, some something's been different about her. What uh, what what happened with that? You reach inside of her head, and the calm demeanor that you saw on her face as she was answering questions and sitting next to Brooke is entirely a facade. The inside of her head is fear and panic. Uh, and the thing that happened here is that someone is holding something very important over her head to get her to cooperate with what they need done. Oh boy, uh, what is being concealed here? As you go deeper into this thought, you hear the name Aurora repeated over and over again and understand instantly that that is Hazel's daughter and that the Buckley family has kidnapped Aurora but told Hazel that the Buckley family will give Aurora back to her unharmed, so long as she does exactly what they say over the course of the next few days. I want to open up the chat room with the boys and Kim and say, uh, okay, I think Brooke is clean, but the woman, Hazel, who's sitting next to her, she knows something. With that information, does Hazel register in my vision as maybe being one of our masked figures? Yeah, she seems like she might be the appropriate size for the raven who came in and cleaned up the floor after everything was taken. (sighs) Fuck. Now Now that you you mention it, I think that's our raven. She is being blackmailed. The Buckley family has kidnapped her daughter, Aurora, and they're saying that she has to do exactly what they say if she wants to get her back unharmed. That's messed up. So the pigs and the wolf, those are probably the Buckleys. Maybe that might be worth the trip to the library or talking to the constable. Yeah, there's maybe a chance that some of those people were in a similar situation to this, what, what is it, Hazel? Yeah. Okay. In my vision, which one moved the boulder? In your vision, it was one of the pigs. Okay. Uh, and you did not see the raven go in. It was just the initial three. It's just the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have any idea how long Hazel's shift is supposed to be? Do we have a way to figure that out? I guess if we knew that she was going to be stuck at the tent for a while, we could maybe be safe in knowing that nothing else is going to happen until she's out of there. I did bring up saying that I had seen people going around in animal masks in front of Hazel. Hmm. 
Sorry, that was me enjoying this barbecue, but also. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Maybe that's good. Maybe we follow her if she leaves, or, I mean, Jake, you weren't over here at all. See if she suddenly gets on her phone or something. All right, I'll post stuff and keep an eye on her. Yeah, I think as soon as you look over to her, you see her setting her phone down. Oh, oh, oh too late. God damn it. <laughs> she has contacted the Buckleys. Maybe we do just push for that cake. I'm going to duck under the back of the tent and just enter <laughs> Side behind her. Brooke and Hazel both pivot. They both have knives. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you have startled them. They have instinctively drawn knives. Oh, uh, hi. Oh, so sorry. What are you doing sorry. sneaking up on us like that? Uh, I was just trying to hur- hurry back here really quick. I knew that this is where you were. I thought maybe that this had like a, a back entrance to the, but it just, it wasn't, it didn't open the way that it's I. It's a cloth wall, darling. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I just, I, I, uh, I just. And as you're kind of fumbling around, they both flip their wrists and, and close these hunting knives and, and put them back in their pockets. Oh, I I didn't mean to scare you. Sorry. I just had a couple more uh, questions that I wanted to run over here, but they were still in my mind. I'm so uh, forgetful. And I'm, I think I, I trip a little bit like on some of the, the rope from the back of the canvas tent uh-huh. uh, and, and pitch forward. And I want to try to jinx Hazel in this moment. Okay. Yeah. Roll it. Twelve. All right. You get a hold too. Uh, the target loses something you will soon find. I want to I want to try to get that phone. You trip forward and Hazel and Brooke both knock against the table, um, you know, as you're coming at them from the back and you hear the sound of the phone go over the front and clatter onto the ground. But she does not seem to notice. Yeah. And I will use my other hold to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do uh, and just completely keep her attention uh, and use telepathy to let Kim know who's on the other side of the tent to come around and grab the phone that's hit the ground. I will go do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a role here. Megan has spent this hold to keep them both occupied. You were able to scoop this phone up and continue on your way. I just wanted to ask you uh, really quick, uh, what's the best sides that we need to get before they're all sold out? Oh my gosh. That is such a good question. You know, there's a big debate in town about cornbread, whether or not you have whole pieces of corn or if it's cornmeal. Yeah. Which side of that fence do you fall on? Uh, Depends on what I'm eating it with. If it's a side just by itself, I want to do the cornmeal. But if I want to have it with like some chili or something, then I'm definitely doing the cornbread. But if it's just the side by itself, oh. what do I need to get? Well, what about if it's barbecue? Because we don't got no chili here right now. This is We got a chili festival, but right, that's right, right, later right, right. on the rotation. Uh, let's do cornmeal. Okay, good. I like that answer. I like you. Like you too. Where am I going? Cornbread Town. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the name of the place. That's just what I like to... I'm going to Cornbread Town. I do a little dance as I go get my cornbread. But there's a place over there that's got a couple different kinds of cornbread. There's one that's got, you know, butter on top of it, or you can get uh, honey on top of it. There's some ones that have got little spicy flakes of things. How many many tickets for that one? For cornbread? Yeah. Cornbread's two tickets each. Okay, uh, I'll slap a twenty on the counter and just grab some tickets. I want to, I want to get there before they sell out. All right, the great. Best. Okay, thank you. Next time, come to the front of the tent. We'll do, and I take off that direction. Okay, so did you get it? I did. What? Let's hope this thing isn't just Face ID. We t- took Hazel's phone. Oh, nice. Yeah. So is there is there like a, a lock screen or like a passcode? What's the situation on this phone? No, it's a flip phone. Oh, excellent. Classic. Wow, old school. I love it. I was going to try to just call her out on it, but they pulled knives on me and I literally put myself in a corner and it didn't seem like a good idea. So I just was like, okay, let's steal the phone in and at least see what she said. 
yeah, no, that was great thinking. So what did she say? Yeah, you open the phone and you see that there is a text message uh, between her and it just says B. Okay. And I think when you open this, the first thing you see is not the message that she sent, but the response that was sent. And the response that was sent was a photo. And the photo is of a rather large man, huge teeth, pig nose, and tusks with a small hand resting in his mouth. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Whoa! Check out this place. You'd love to retire here? What is this? Oh God, what have you done? Spaceships. Season two. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.